Does anyone have a testimony like to share before we sing a little more? I'm still hurt. I have been hurt for the church. sister to you. You know all the need and all the hurt and I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you'll meet our every need. Yes, Amen. 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 Anyone else? Amen. 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 You know, don't, uh, don't quench the Holy Spirit. If the Lord lays something on your heart, by all means, Amen. Amen. it's been a great day. So yes. far. Amen. 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 309. That glad and you need to talk about that. David Waters? I don't know that one.
Now, what was that song you wanted to sing? Uh, I'd rather have Jesus. I'd rather have Jesus. No more singing that. Yeah. Well, we can sing that. We yeah. can sing that. So we got it. Is it in uh, the Green Book? Here? Okay. What a great song right here. If you grab your celebration and you look at page, uh, look at page 506. We're going to just sing the first and second verses. privately and 
I shared it openly at her funeral. She was the most courageous Christian I'd ever known. And she had gone through three different uh, times of cancer. Radiation, uh, chemotherapy, three different times over a series of years. And she always had a positive attitude. And then her husband took sick and she saw him continue to deteriorate in health. And finally they had to put him in a hospital bed and keep him in the home. And she was battling cancer at the same time she was caring for him. And uh, finally he died and she prayed, God let me live long enough to be able to take care of my husband. And she did. And that's what it was. She had learned to live. Her God was bigger than her cancer. Amen. 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 And I don't care what you're facing, folks. I think we all can say we've experienced that. Yes. We need to glance at our circumstances and gaze at our Savior. Sure. We need to learn and live in the living presence of the living God. And about Romans 8, to about 35 through 38, enumerates all the things that we can face and undergo. And then Paul says there, that we are more than a conqueror through Him. Sure. You, you read that and you study that and see all the things that are mentioned. And through Jesus, we overcome even those things. Amen. 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 Somebody else. Anybody else? Amen. You know that song, well, of course, we don't need my Lord. That's coming. That's coming. Yeah. We've done this here a while back. We're just having a chair here. We look forward to singing. I don't think we got the music to it. I get y'all singing all the way when we've done this once before. Peace, my Lord. Thank you, do That's right. I'm going to sing this little song. He's my Lord, there is no other.
word of prayer, if you don't mind. Now, Chris, if you don't mind, we pray for you. Father, as we come to this hour in our service, Lord, for Brother Steve to come and share that you placed on his heart. Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, for what we've seen today and what we felt. And Lord, it shows to us that you are real. Yes. And we simply have to reach out to touch you. And Lord, for those here today, God, that are brokenhearted or continue to struggle, yes. Lord, we have good news for them because yes. you have promised in your word that you are near yes. to those that are brokenhearted. And Lord, you will comfort those and take care of those of contrite spirit. That's right. So Lord, we pray for Brother Steve now, God, and ask Listen. you, we know many needs have been met, but yet there may be others in yes. this service today, Lord. And I pray, God, as we continue in the service and people have an opportunity to respond, Lord, whether it's to rededicate their life to you or, Lord, maybe they need to unite with the church. Maybe uh, they need to confess some call that's on their life. Whatever it might be, God, may this be the day that it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. I believe if you'll be honest, you'll say you've been blessed to be here this morning in the presence of the Lord and all that God's given and done. And I'm thankful for that today. And uh, He never ceases to amaze me. Uh, my daddy used to always have a saying, uh, boy, that beats all. And uh, the Lord's that way. He just, he just. When I think that He's Amen. outdone Himself, He just beats off and does it again. And so I'm so glad of that uh, today, and I appreciate Him. I appreciate you today, and love you, and want to thank you for being here. We appreciate all of our visitors and our uh, church members, and want to thank you for being here. And uh, it's good to have. Uh, Brother Sam Hollis with us, and I uh, got to talk to him a few minutes a little while ago, and and uh, I tell you, the, uh, from the time that I met him, I've heard of him, but the time that I met him just an hour or so ago up to now, uh, I've grown to love you, brother, and uh, I appreciate that. So he announced his call when he was 17 years old, and, and so he's been in the, uh, he's been in the way a long time, and, and uh and from what I understand from people older than me, they say it gets sweeter and sweeter as the time goes on. And I, I'm glad of that today, you know. I just appreciate what we've been able to feel deep down in our heart. And I appreciate the Lord answering prayers. He's continuing to answer prayer. And we need to continue to be prayer warriors and stay at our post of duty and not let up. Uh, but continue to, to ask and seek God. I'm going to tell you what, you'll never wear God out asking Him for things today. We, uh, we live in a world where we hate to ask our boss uh, for a raise or we're afraid to ask for some time off or something, but I'm going to tell you something. You go to the Lord today and you're not going to dishearten Him by asking of Him today. You may not receive everything you ask for uh, today, but if it's His will, He'll give it to you today. If He doesn't give it to you, He'll give you grace sufficient to handle everything around you. I've learned about Him that way. Amen. Uh, he's just in everything that He does, and I appreciate that uh, today. And uh, just as Brother Chris uh, uh, was praying a while ago, and whatever the need is in the service, if if you're here today and 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 you're lost, or you need to unite with the church or you need to make your acknowledgments or whatever you need to do uh, uh, my prayer is that you will follow the leadership of the Lord and do that only you and God know uh, what you need in your life today and, and, and my prayer is that you'll just follow his leadership uh, today and do that that he would have you to do uh, but if you'll turn in your Bibles to the 34th Psalm, the 34th Psalm, I would like to uh, read your hearing just a, a few words that uh, uh, that David penned down here and, um, and, and and maybe expound on the thought just for a few minutes and, uh, and, and hope that this will be an encouragement 
uh, uh, to you today. And, and uh, uh, a lot of times when I read this scripture and I'm studying, uh, it becomes an encouragement to me. And, uh, and I hope that it will uh, to you also. I'm, I'm convinced of this. If I'm not convinced of anything else, I'm convinced of this, that the Lord is still the answer to man's problems today. I really believe that with all my heart. And folks, I know folks want to make a, an issue out of that and say, well, we've got problems that go further and beyond that. But I'm going to tell you something today. He's still the answer to every problem that we face, no matter how small or how large it is. And I can assure you, uh, if we'll get back in Washington, D.C. to seeking the leadership of the Lord Jesus Christ in every decision that we make as leaders, amen, uh, that God will bless in that. He's liberal, the Bible says, in giving wisdom and understanding to people uh, today that desire it, that ask for it. He was liberal. Uh, to Solomon, and he'll be liberal to you and I uh, today. But he's still the answer uh, to every problem, no matter where or what bushes we go to looking in for answers. He's still, I've got it today. And I'm uh, convinced of that today. But over in the 34th Psalm, and I'm going to read uh, some seven or eight, nine verses here. Beginning with the first verse, David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. <clears throat> oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamped round about them that feared him and delivereth them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O oh, fear the Lord, uh, uh, ye his saints, for there is no want uh, to them uh, that fear him. And I believe I'll stop reading uh, right there. And I'd like to preach on the thought just for a few minutes on uh, a simple thought and uh, too, too uh, blessed to be depressed. And I want you to think about that just for a few minutes. I uh, listen to a, a news talk radio show out of Birmingham periodically and the, uh, the two hosts of the show, uh, when the show begins, uh, they'll ask each other what kind of day they've had or if it's a Monday, they'll ask each other what kind of week they've had. And one of them uh, more times than not, he'll say, man, I'm just too blessed to be depressed. And I, I thought about that, and he says that quite often. And I thought about uh, in my life that uh, 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 even though trials and tribulations come, uh, if I'm honest, I can say uh, that I'm too blessed to be depressed. Now, if I choose to be depressed or I choose to be uh, uh, that way, uh, that's up to me. That's up to me. I can do that. Uh, uh, but when I think about what God has done in my life, and I believe if you'll think about what He's done in your life today, uh, you'll realize uh, 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 that you're too blessed to be depressed. And, and so uh, we begin to look, and I want to uh, bring us to the time here when uh, David was uh, pinning this down. And, and uh, a lot of times when David is writing this encouraging uh, words to the saints of God, and he's uh, and he's talking about uh, that he'll always acknowledge and praise the Lord. He said he'd do it continually. Uh, you might think that David was always in a good state or he was or uh, whatever state he was in, things must have been going uh, pretty good for him. But if you'll uh, study the scripture and find out uh, what was happening during this time in the 34th Psalm, uh, this was a time when uh, David was fleeing from his country uh, from Saul. And you know that Saul had made uh, threatenings against David and uh, David was fleeing uh, uh, from Saul and he went over there and he found shelter over there in the land of the Philistines. And so uh, the Bible teaches us that uh, as he uh, went over there, uh, they begin to recognize 
who that he was, that he wasn't one of them, that uh, he was from the camp of Israel over there. And so uh, uh, it began, I'm sure, to uh, probably kind of put fear in David's life that he was uh, standing here and he was already found out that he was not part of the Philistines. And so uh, uh, he began uh, to disguise himself as a madman. I believe the Bible says that he began to drool and maybe just act like he was out of his mind. And it said even the slobber, the drool, came and rolled down out of his beard. Somebody said, a preacher, why did he do this? Well, uh, he, he was going to be accused of being a spy if he didn't do this. So he uh, perceived himself to be a madman in all this. Uh, it gave him a way of escape from the Philistines. And so uh, uh, David wasn't in a bed of roses while he was pinning down these words. I want to get that to you right now. Uh, that he was going through some trials and tribulations, but somehow uh, through this, uh, he found a way uh, uh, to pin down how God has been merciful and been good not only to him, uh, but to all them that love uh, the Lord today. But I'd like for you to dwell uh, uh, just for a few minutes on this eighth verse. Uh, and he says, oh, taste and see uh, that the Lord is good. Uh, blessed is the man uh, uh, that trusteth in him. Uh, uh, so I believe today, uh, uh, if you'll look at your life uh, and you'll go back, uh, to the time that you become a Christian, if you've been saved today, I believe if you're honest with yourself, Brother Bo, you and I can say that we're too blessed how to be depressed. How somebody said, speak for yourself, preacher. You don't know the things that I've gone through in my life. I surely don't. And a lot of people have gone through a lot more than I can imagine ever going through. But I've seen it in people's lives. When according to nature, they had every reason to throw in the towel and just quit. But somehow or another, through all their adversities, amen, they realized that they were just too blessed to be depressed. Amen. Want you to think about that just for a little bit. How David's life, we know had a lot of ups and downs. A lot of the problems he had in life, he brought on by himself. Amen. But I'm going to tell you through them all how David realized how that God loved him and that he would give him a way of escape through every trial and tribulation that he might face. How the Apostle Paul stressed that that any time he ever forgotten the bind, how that God had always had given him a way of escape today, amen. Amen. We begin to look and think about this. And I thought about one time how the Bible said that Peter and some of the other disciples, amen, were brought to the Sanhedrin court, amen, and they were being accused. And I believe if everything had gone, how like the court wanted it to go, how that they were going to go and kill these men. Amen. But you see, God gives you a reason to realize that you're too blessed to be depressed. They had every reason according to nature to be down and out and discouraged. But somehow or another, God used a man named Enliel, educated well in the law. And he come over there and he encouraged those men. He said, give them a little space. I said, if what they're doing be of, uh, be of men, I, I said, it'll come to naught. And he gave them examples of some men claiming to be something I, and how what they had done I, had just been stomped down. I, amen. But he told them, I, he said, if what these men do, if it be of God, I, you cannot stand against it. I, lest happily you be found. How to fight against God. I, I'm going to tell you something. How God gave them a, a way of escape. Uh, and even though they might have had every reason uh, uh, to be depressed and down and out, uh, uh, somehow or another, uh, they just figured themselves too blessed uh, uh, to be depressed. How uh, uh, the Bible said that after Gamaliel uh, uh, made this recommendation, how uh, uh, that they took uh, and they beat Peter uh, and the 
the disciples anyway. Didn't kill them, but they chastised them. And they told them, said, don't you go out anymore preaching about Jesus or preaching in his name. But the Bible said that as they went out, they were rejoicing, telling that they were worthy how to suffer for the Lord today. I tell you what, it's hard to be depressed today when you're rejoicing, amen. And that's what these men were doing. They were rejoicing because they had been found worthy, amen, to suffer stripes for the gospel's sake. Somebody said, preacher, did they go keep their mouth shut about Jesus? No, it gave them that much more option and get up and go uh, to go out and to preach and teach Jesus everywhere that they went. Amen. 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 Shame on me. <laughs> Amen. If I ever get in a state where I'm depressed, and I know today, if we'll all be honest with ourselves, amen, we get that way. I'm sure Sister Linda's a doctor. You see people a lot of times that have trouble with depression. It's a common thing. It seems to be a sickness in our land today. Uh, it's maybe more rampant than it used to be. I don't know. Or maybe it's just more open and people discuss it uh, a little bit more. But I'm going to tell you something today. Uh, if you're one of his, uh, no matter what's going on uh, in your life today, uh, uh, you've got a reason uh, uh, to be happy in the Lord. Amen. Uh, no matter what the circumstances. Uh, and I'm very careful in saying this uh, uh, because the old devil's already telling me uh, I'll put some circumstances circumstances in your life. And let's see how you handle it. Amen. I'm going to tell you something today. God's already carried me through some trials and tribulations that I thought was the end of the world. And I believe today that if he carries his coming and more trouble comes and it's going to come. Amen. That he's going to help me and I realize that I'm just too blessed. Amen. To let myself be depressed today. Amen. 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 I'm going to tell you something uh, today. I believe that a lot of us today let depression uh, get in our life and uh, cause havoc with us is because we begin to stray from the Lord. Amen. Uh, that's one of the worst things in the world. If I stay spiritually minded, amen, and I stay prayed up, and I read my Bible, and I try to do what I'm supposed to do over the house of God, I believe that God will bless me, and He will bless you today, and He will help you uh, when the trials and tribulations and the storms come in your life today. Amen. Amen. I can't help but think. <laughs> Amen. Of Elijah. Somebody said, preacher, he got depressed. Yeah, I believe he did. God had performed all kind of miracles with Elijah. All those things you can go back and read over there. I believe it's in 1 Kings. And you can read of all those things that God did for Elijah that showed that the God that Elijah was serving was the God. Amen. And uh, out of all these things that God did for Elijah, amen, the Bible said that Ahab's wicked wife Jezebel had put a target on his back. And uh, she had basically sent a messenger to him, amen, making a threat that she was aiming to back up, amen, to take Elijah's life. I don't know about you, but if you had a phone call or a letter come in the mail that uh, said you're a target, uh, you'd probably be looking over your shoulder by some more of the time. And I believe that Elijah was doing this. But Elijah no doubt became depressed. And I say this uh, because the Bible said that he sat down under a juniper tree and he wished to die. Amen. Anytime we get to the point in life, amen, where if our health is good and all, but we wish to die, amen, we've got a little bit of depression come up in us. Amen. A little bit of discouragement has come. Amen. And uh, he sat there under that juniper tree and, and the Lord sent an angel to him over there. He had not eaten. He had not drank anything. And he was just hoping to let his body just wither away to nothing. Amen. Angel come, encouraged him to get up and eat. 
Amen. He said, for the journey is too great for you. You still got work to do, Elijah. Amen. You got to get up and get going. Elijah said, well, I'm not better than my fathers. Amen. And plus the fact this woman said she's going to kill me. Amen. And uh, I'd rather just sit here in my own little cocoon and be depressed and just die. He knew he was going to heaven. <laughs> Amen. And he just wanted to die. But the angel encouraged him, amen, to get up and to go. And so he, he did. He got up and he ate. And the Bible said that he went on the strength of that meat for 40 days and uh, 40 nights, amen. But you see, Elijah still wasn't sold, amen, that things were going to be better. Amen. The Bible said that he went over there and told Rabbi who it was. And he lodged in a cave over there. And I believe he still had the same mindset that he had when he was up under the juniper tree. Amen. <coughs> and the Bible said that uh, there was a great wind, but the Lord wasn't in the wind. And then there was an earthquake. I believe it shook the ground. But it said the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. And then a fire. Lord wasn't in the fire. But then Vanessa, there was a still small voice. Have you ever been, have you ever really been having a problem? Maybe it's got you depressed or down and out, and that still small voice confirms to you that everything's gonna be alright. Yes. Amen. And then you realize I'm too blessed to have this depression. Amen. And so the Bible teaches us that that uh, the Lord come over there to Elijah. What are you doing, Elijah? Amen. He basically told him, said, my people have torn down the altars. Amen. They've forsaken the covenant. They killed the prophets. And I, only I, am left. Amen. Elijah thought, devil will have you convinced sometimes that you're the only one left. But you ain't. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Boy, it encourages me to look across here. Amen. And all the other churches around where bodies of believers are coming together to worship God. That encourages me. Amen. We're not in this thing alone. Right. Amen. Amen. And Elijah needed to be convinced of that. He thought that he was the only one left. Amen. And the Lord let him know that over there in Israel he had 7,000 that had not. See, evidently everybody was kneeling to Baal and worshiping Baal, all these false gods. And he said, I've got 7,000 over there that have not bowed a knee to Baal. Amen. Elijah, you're too blessed to be depressed. Elijah, how can you be a good prophet and have influence prophesying to people when you're depressed? Amen. Jeremiah, no doubt, and he had good reason to be according to nature. He, he prophesied and, and, and people called him a prophet of doom and they didn't want to hear a preacher might get up today and preach on hell just as strong as he can preach on it. And a lot of folks will say, I'm not going back to that church. I don't want to hear about hell and I don't want to hear about a God that's a consuming fire. I don't want to hear about the wrathful hand of God. I'm going to find me a church where they talk about the love of Jesus all day long. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, Elijah, amen, he realized he was too blessed to be depressed. <coughs> amen. How would we feel, Brother Sam, pastors, if if everybody in our church began to murmur and complain about everything that went on. Moses encountered that. Sure he did. God had blessed them, brought the children of Israel out, out of the bondage of Egypt. He got them over there. The Bible said he led them by a pillar of a cloud in the daytime and a pillar of fire by night. Gave them manna from heaven to eat. Amen. And water to drink. Amen. But just about the time that the people thought that God wasn't quick enough in giving them what they desired, they began to complain and to murmur. And no doubt this caused depression 
with Moses. It had to. It had to. I know it would me. He said, Lord, they, they'd be ready to stone me. I'm trying to lead them and I'm trying to encourage them and let them know that you're, that you're here and that you're in charge, but they won't hear me, amen. They're even desiring that they go back in the bondage of Egypt over there, where at least they had food to eat and a place to sleep. God was showing them in the wilderness that he could provide and take care of them no matter what was going around. What the children of Israel should have realized, Brother Michael, is they were really too blessed to be murmuring. They were really too blessed to be murmuring with Moses about the conditions of things going on in their life. Amen. I believe if you'll be honest with yourself, you'll realize today, if you'll start counting your many blessings, count them one by one. See what God has done. Amen. And then you'll realize that you're just too blessed to let this sickness get you down today. It'll cause you to do things that, that you wouldn't ordinarily do. Amen. No, there's a lot of church uh, seats that are empty today because folks have let uh, the world get them down and discourage them. Amen. And instead of running to where there's help and there's security, they have run the other way. Amen. And they've sought it in the world. They can't. They don't have the authority to give peace to help with discouragement or being down and out today. Amen. The Bible teaches us, and I'm going to fix the close. You go back over there and you read about a woman named Hannah. The Bible says she was married to a man named Elkanah, I believe. And Elkanah had two wives. He had Hannah and Penelope. Pretty common back in that time. Believe me, it was pretty common going on during the time that this was wrote. And Penelope was very fertile and she could have children and didn't seem to ever have no problem having, having kids. But the Bible said that Hannah couldn't have any children. And as if that wasn't bad enough, I know to a woman that wants children and can't have them, I know uh, that it's devastating to them. I realize that. I, and, but to make matters worse, Penina, the other wife, would rub it in to Hannah that she couldn't have any children, therefore Elkanah must love me more than he does you. And I believe that this caused Hannah to be depressed and to be down and out and discouraged. Now, mind you that Elkanah, her husband, loved her in spite of her not being able to have children. And he would always try to give her a little bit better gift to let her know, amen, that he loved her in spite of her not of her being there. Amen. But let me tell you what Hannah did. When she went up there to sacrifice, as they did at a certain time of the year, and Eli the priest was there, and she began to make a petition to the Lord that he would give her a man-child. Now she didn't get up there and just say, Lord, if, how about give me a man-child? But the Bible teaches us that she agonized and she cried. God, you know the reason a lot of times we don't see things happen that we want, desire to see happen is we're not serious enough with God today. When he knows that we come to him with a broken heart, and we're sincere about what we want, he'll hear us. The Bible said that Hannah began to pray and to cry unto the Lord to the, to the extent that her lips were moving, but there was nothing coming out of her mouth. She was praying within her heart to God. And Eli the priest perceived even that she had been drinking because she was moving her mouth and not saying anything. And, and uh, but she let him know she hadn't. She had just been giving her petition to God. The Bible said that Eli told her, she said, thy petition be granted. But I want you to keep in mind, she hadn't got pregnant yet. The Bible said that she left there and her countenance went from sad to happy. 
She commits to eating. Amen. Cleaned herself up. Because see, when, when you agonize with God a lot of times, the way she was doing she was probably face in the dirt. But before God ever answered her prayer, before He ever let her conceive, she went away joyfully. And that depression went away. She realized that she was too blessed to be depressed. I firmly believe that if God had not granted her that son Samuel who she donated and lent to the Lord, amen, I firmly believe that Hannah was in a state that if God had saw fit not to grant her that, that she would have still been in love with the Lord. Amen. She might have been a little disappointed, but you couldn't have broke her from her faith and her trust in the Lord. Let me tell you something today. If there's something you're wrestling with, boy, I've been there. I've been there. Amen. Well, if you ever want to know with me when the problems really bother me, watch me pray. Amen. And boy, I'll go to Agassin with him. I will, Ricky. I'll, I'll say, Lord, please help me with this situation. God, Lord, I, not my will, but thy will be done. Lord, I, I don't want to feel like I feel you, God. I want to feel your presence, God. I want to know, Lord, that you're taking care of everything. Amen. And you can get up from praying and you can have the most deep, settled peace. We talked about that still, small voice. You can have the most deep, settled peace come across you that ever anybody's had today. Amen. I remember a woman going to the doctor with some depression. My sister-in-law. And she went and, and uh, she told Dr. Smith, and I'm just down and out, I'm discouraged, I'm just. And I'll never forget what she said that Dr. Smith said to her. He said, you just need to get closer to the Lord. That might not have been the remedy that she was wanting to hear, but that's what he told her. Amen. See, because if you let all these things weigh on you, it'll cause you to go crazy. You need to seek the leadership and the guidance of the Lord. No wonder people are in such a deep depression today in the land that we live. Amen. You can't turn on the, the news that, that if it don't bother you, something's wrong. Amen. When you turn on the news, your first thing the devil will have you think is you're on the losing side. <laughs> the world's the win side. You're on the losing side. But the devil's a liar. <laughs> Social media has caused people in this country, especially young ladies and young men, to be so depressed. Amen. Amen. One lady told me where I was pastoring some while back, she said, all in the world my daughter cares about is how many likes she gets on Facebook. Can you imagine that, that being what your world revolves around? There's a lot of folks today that are in that state. They'll dial up there and look and see what so-and-so is doing. Boy, they're just having a big time. And then they'll look around at their family. We're not getting to do all of that. You don't think the devil takes that as a field day with it? Mm -hmm. Amen. Devil will love to keep you down and out and depressed and, and just sad about everything under the sun. Amen. Used to watch a cartoon called Winnie the Pooh, and there's a character on there called Eeyore, and he was just down all the time about everything. He couldn't be happy about nothing. And if you allow Satan to get you like that, you'll be like that. But I want to encourage you to go back and begin to count blessings in your life today and realize that you're way yonder too blessed to let depression cause a problem with you. I realize that every day we'll not be on the mountaintop uh, shouting the ceiling down. It's just not going to happen. We're human. I mean, we're in the flesh. And that not every day is going to be a mountaintop day spiritually in our life today. But I can tell you, 
we can realize that we've been blessed. That we've been blessed. And if, and if I allow Satan to rob me of that, then that is something I have allowed Satan to do. The Apostle Paul said, I've learned in whatsoever state I'm in to therewith to be content. He said a mouthful, didn't he? His life wasn't always a bed of roses, especially after the road to Damascus and he accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior. Uh, uh, he found out he didn't have any friends. Hey man, Paul didn't say that I've decided to be content on the, based on the circumstances around me. I didn't decide to be content based on if everything goes pretty good today like I want it to go, Vanessa. When I get up in the mornings, I hope and pray that the day will pretty much go as planned, that I can get done what I've got on the calendar to get done. Amen. But if it don't, <laughs> if it don't, I'm still blessed. I thank God. Brother Chris, for old sainted men and women in our lives Amen. that we've watched, that we've watched their lives, and we have seen things come in their life that would drive most people up the wall. Amen. But because of their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ, because of them having a library of blessings that they remember, amen, and, and, and can go back to, amen, I don't have to go back very far to wake up this morning to be able to put some dress clothes on, amen, and to drink my coffee and come over to the house of the Lord. That's a blessing, amen. And that should make me realize that I'm too blessed to be depressed, amen. Amen. So I want to encourage you today. David didn't write, he didn't pin this down when things were going real good for him. But he pinned it down while there was turmoil in his life. You read on after this, this wasn't the end of Saul chasing him. Amen. Trying to seek his life. David had the opportunity very many times to take Saul's life. Even at one point in the cave, came up there and uh, cut off the hem of his skirt or his robe there, showing that he had the ability to sneak up on him and to kill him. But David considered Saul one of God's anointed, and he would not do it. And because of that, the blessings and receipts of God to David, amen, poured out on him. He made some bad choices, his family made some bad choices, and it cost him. But I think he never failed to realize that he was way too blessed to be depressed. And you are too today. And if you're here today, there's a verse or two that I didn't read to you. It's in this same psalm, and it's a few verses down from where I quit reading. He said, those that are of a broken heart and a contrite spirit today, if you're here today and you don't know the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ, you've never met Him as your Savior, that's the ingredients that it takes to get saved. A broken heart, a contrite spirit, Shamefulness, realizing that, that what Jesus did on Calvary's cross, that we were as guilty as anybody else was for him going to the cross. And that we realize that we're a sinner today. You may be depressed because of not knowing the Lord and the free pardon of sin. Amen. I'd be scared to death right now if I was in a lost condition. I would. The longer I've been saved, the more I think about it how dreadful it would be to be in a lost position today. So you may be in that condition. And if you are, you'll come to him broken heart. He'll save you. He'll save you today. The Bible says that he will. Amen. If anything in life has got you to the point to where it is interrupting the joy of your salvation today, let me encourage you. You're too blessed for this. Amen. God does not want His people in the mother grubs, but He wants us happy today. He does. And the only way I can ever have any power preaching and enjoy preaching 
is if I feel it myself. Because if I don't feel it, there ain't a way in the world I can convince you anything otherwise. Amen? I appreciate the Sunday school lesson, Brother Michael Todd. Lot, I think one of the one of the worst things that he that he got out of going down into the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, besides being around all that corruption and pollution and embarrassment, I think one of the worst things was what Brother Michael told us when he lost his influence. See, he must have had influence with the same laws at one time. But by who he hung around with there, he lost his influence with him. And therefore, when he was encouraging him to go with him, get out of there, he seemed to be as one that mocked. Amen. I'm going to tell you today, God will grant you that, that you stand in need of. If you just need to pray and get closer to the Lord, whatever you need to do today, the altar's open. Come give us a song, Brother Chris, and we're going to ask y'all to come to the, the piano. And I want everybody to stand. <coughs> 786.